The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Monday, May 17th, and we have a mini mailbag Monday coming up. It's part two of our mailbag. You can go listen to part one where we dish out uh, OBJ Hall of Fame takes and give life advice. So yes. why wouldn't you listen to that? Oy, oy. Uh, this is part two. Again, we will have oh, we'll have win totals coming up this week because those are popping up now. Um, it used to, used to take into like late May and you'd be able to find it at one place. And now it's as soon as the draft ends, it's just win totals flying everywhere. So we will break those down in depth on the podcast. While you're at it, go check out the newsletter. John Breach's daily pick six newsletter, cbsports.com slash newsletter. If you want quirky, fun, cool, awesome, neato stories every day with a twist of cat, cat lover. Do you actually have cats, by the way? I get a bonus in my contract for every time I mention a cat. And no, I do not have a cat right now because I have a baby. Well, and they're, they're as unpredictable as cats. Okay, weird. Those things are not. He doesn't have any live cats is what he said. He's got like 10 stuffed in the corner. It's called taxidermy, Ryan. And yes, is that a problem? It's legal. <laughs> All right, we are short on time because we have to get to <laughs> some other things. We're but... half the podcast talking about cats. Let's dive in. The Zach Wilson of NFL Podcast, a.k.a. will go down as the GOAT. Wow, that's a bold take. This is from Josh Bretzig, the Apple Podcast. Uh, he says, hey, guys, this is a great podcast. It takes some time to get past Breach's Bengals hot takes, but once you're past them, this pod is super fun to listen to. We'll give them an obligatory. <laughs> My question is this. If you could switch any two teams into each other's divisions, ignoring any geographical or conference problems, which ones would you switch? Mine would be the Chargers and the Cowboys, so the Chargers would have a fighting chance. Breach, where would you move the Bengals? Uh, you know what, Brenton? That's funny you asked because you guys would have to listen to all my Bengals hot takes if my what I want to happen happens. I would put the Bengals in the AFC South, and I would kick out the Colts, and the Bengals would dominate that division for the next 20 years. Five Super Bowl wins, 19 AFC championships. It would be out of hand. Bengals of the AFC South. I was actually trying to figure out what would be the best division for the Bengals to win. I think actually, Breach, it might be the NFC North, and you swap with Green Bay. That might be your best chance. You play, you're playing indoors, and the only thing you have to worry about is Kirk Cousins. Yeah, maybe. And I think after that, it's it's yeah, maybe the AFC South. But you're not beating Tennessee. <laughs> I mean, that's they literally beat Tennessee last season, Ryan. They landed four wins. One was against Tennessee. They're not beating this season. <laughs> You only got to you toss out either Indy or Tennessee. At least you got a fighting chance. We just spent on the last podcast 20 minutes talking about why Zach Galifianakis would be a better coach than Zach Taylor. <laughs> so I don't know if you have a fighting chance. <laughs> I will say that it would be hilarious if, like, let's say, you know, Deshaun Watson isn't traded and ends up coming back at some point and playing football for the Texans, and Trevor Lawrence becomes an annual all pro. 
and Carson Wentz returns to form. Well, I guess Carson Wentz is thrown out, but then Ryan, you know, Ryan Tannehill and the Titans are good. They're a problem. And, and like, the Steelers' reign ends with Ben Roethlisberger leaving, <laughs> and, and, like, and the Bra- Baker's not it, and, and the Browns are just the Browns, and Breach leaves the AFC North for a much stronger AFC South, and the Bengals are garbage in the AFC South, just like they've been garbage in the AFC North for, for like, decades. That would be kind of funny, right? That would be kind of funny. It would be amusing. I'm trying to think like what I wonder what the best we have to go. I mean, you can look back at past years, obviously what's the best mix and match of teams so that the maximum number, uh, like how do you, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what would make for the most, would it, would it be more exciting to have? Can you have four teams go from one division breach? They can four yeah. teams can make the playoffs, right? Yeah. Theoretically. That's what I want to see. I want to see something like that. Like what, what's the math for that? Then move the chiefs to the NFC West and get rid of the Cardinals. See, there you go. That was there, there's your four team playoff. Yeah, that's that's fun. <laughs> and then I want to see a team with with no with a, d- a division with no teams going to the playoffs. Uh, I, I mean, I think this is basically take your take the team you want to see win and move them to the AFC South, right? <laughs> I think the NFC North is worse than the AFC South because we're assuming Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. We can even assume that. Deshaun's not going to be there, but if you take out Aaron Rodgers, the NFC North, there is no clear-cut best team. It's well, right now. I mean, NFC East was didn't even have a team that went 500 last year. Yeah, but I think Washington's going to be better. I think the Giants can be better. Dallas um, better. The Eagles. Dallas is better. Eagles are because you can't be worse. Let Let's put it to you this way, Diva. Where do you want the Eagles to go, or do you want them to stay in the NFC East? I was taking it like with a different approach. I would bring the Patriots to the NFC East. I just think that would be a fun team to play against. Like, I hate Boston, and I, I think that would just – the, the thing about the NFC East is I love the rivalries with, with Dallas and New York. Washington to a lesser extent. So if I'm swapping one, I'm swapping New England for Washington, and I'm also realizing that, you know, Bill Belichick's run is not going to last forever. So I'm still a little fearful of, of that, but I'd love to play that team and, and Boston two times a year if we can get Bill out in, like, three to four years. I think the Patriots would love to go to the NFC. So we're not to worry about Josh Allen. If you, it could be Jalen Hurts versus Mac Jones for the next fifteen years. <laughs> Can you wait, wait, who did you? Who are you thinking you'd swap out of their diva? Patriots in the in Washington football. I want the Patriots in and and Washington out. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, see, that's not a bad idea. Where you bring the Bengals to your division. I guess you got to deal with Joe Burrow. I'm just bringing in a dynasty and not one of the most pathetic franchises yeah, in sports. He's going in the other direction. I mean, if I if I could bring any team to my division, I would probably be the Lions. Like, if you if I'm Bengals, I would I would put the Lions and get rid of the Ravens. You know, or if you're an Eagles fan, you bring the Lions. If you're a Bengals fan and you're to Washington, and you can get rid of the Ravens for the Lions, and you're Ben still- Roethlisberger's on his way out, and, you, and then the Browns are your only problem. You're still not winning the division. No, you're winning every year, Ryan. You're still the third best team in the division. Yeah. Why don't you? Can you? How about this? Can we trade the Bengals to the CFL? Is there a chance they can go to to another <laughs> football league entirely? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that I want to move the Rams from oh, the boy. NFC West to. I'm going to swap the Rams with the. Do I want to swap them with the Bears or the Vikings? Vikings. I think I'm going to swap them with the Vikings. The Vikings are the better team. The better team. And so then my Hall of Fame boy, Matthew Stafford, gets an Aaron Rodgers Packers team 
the Bears and the Lions as the teams he has to beat to win the division and go go have a chance at the Super Bowl. And he's doing it against all these old teams that used to beat up on his Lions. So it's a, just a massive revenge tour for Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Sean McVay would dominate in that division next year and for years to come. So I'm I'm going with the Rams. I, the I, NFC. The small risk with that is that if you lose to the Lions, you become the laughing stock of like NFL history. That you're Matthew Stafford. You got out of Detroit. Oh, I want to get back in that division, destroy them, and then you lose. True, would be humiliating. It's not true. The Steelers lost to Ryan Feely. No one cares about Ryan Feely. He got traded to the Texans. <laughs> you don't have to care about him for life. You can never <laughs> I didn't know who that was dunking on, but I, I didn't know. <laughs> Everybody got dunked on with that one. <laughs> three-way dunk. <laughs> it was like a three-way dunk. Right. Neither Bengals and the Steelers. Uh, yeah, that, I actually like the Rams to the NFC North. It sort of feels like, in a much smaller way, the team, like if, if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, that will be awesome for Denver and, and not every other team. Because I want to see what happens. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Uh, no one. I mean, I don't think the Raiders are gonna be a real threat. If that's oh, case. so what if we what if we move the Raiders out for fun, like uh, like the Ravens? Let's swap the Raiders and the Ravens just so we get Mahomes and Lamar Jackson twice a year and Lamar. So you would get wait wait. wait I, I, mean, I don't. I don't think the Ravens are good enough. What about the what about the you take out the Vegas? Bill. I was gonna say Tampa Bay. Oh, that's spicy. Sure. Because I think oh, that's those are the Bucks, and then you get Brady versus Herbert twice, Ooh, Brady that's... versus Mahomes twice. That's that's a murderer's that's, fun. that's just fun. That division would just be a killer every every. By game. the way, the owners' meetings at the end of the year, there's gonna be a lot of cursing. But why are we playing at this division? And yeah. you have the Bengals, and you have the AFC <laughs> South. What is going on? That's the uh, that's the Glazers' punishment for trying to sell. There you go. So the Glazers, the Cronkies, who else owns teams? Oh, Ooh, the... put them all together. The Red Sox have to play, I guess, because Henry owns the team. I don't know who the other the other football owners that own a English football league, John. Uh, I think they're just three. Okay. All right. What's the next next question? You gotta go talk to Prisco. That's a good question, though. That is a great question. We do that all day. Five stars and a mailbag from 512 Steve. By far the best show at delivering great NFL content every day. No other daily pod can match these guys. All hail mock draft Mondays. Wow, Wilson. Ooh. Quick question for the guys. What NFC South team would you most want to buy stock in for the next three to four years? And conversely, whose stock is likely to yield the worst return? So, I think the worst return is the easy. Hold on, no, this is important. You can't think of this like, who's going to win the most games in the next three to four years? You got to think about like where their value is now. So it's 2021. In 2024... What team is going to be best poised to be a winning franchise? Is what Who will return the most dividends over the next three to four years? And like, monetarily, or just in terms no, of being no, no, like, like, let's say, let's say, like right now, the Bucks stock is at fifty, and the Panthers stock is at ten. So I'm saying, three years from now, as we sit here, 2024, which team headed into the 2024 season will be most poised to be a success? Right. I know. I we can go start with the loser. I know who the loser is going to be three years from now. The Bucks. Wait, what AFC or NFC South? What are we doing? NFC South. Oh, I was, I was all poised to talk about the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's easy. All right. NFC South is much Wilson used the last question in this question. He switched the Texans to the NFC South. <laughs> right. The Texans aren't a, the Texans are a penny stock though. You can't I was gonna say there's there's not enough time on planet Earth for them to fix that. Okay, NFC South. That's more difficult. Ooh boy. I mean, is it the Bucks? So I would say I would say that the if I were buying stock, 
in the, in these teams. I'm buying low on the Saints because I think this is about as low as a Sean Payton coach team would get. Uh, the quarterback situation, though. He'll find somebody eventually. Um, and I'm buying stock in the Panthers. Yeah, I think I'm in on the Panthers. The Falcons just passed an opportunity to draft a quarterback. Um, Tampa actually got a quarterback. The Saints have um, they have Jamison, they have Taysom, and did they draft someone? I don't think they did, right? They did not. They I think they um, signed a bunch of guys. That, I mean, they drafted a bunch of guys. That, that were weird. Uh, I don't know if I'm buying Saints. I love the coach, obviously, but I think I'm with you on the Panthers. I think the Panthers are, are three years from now. The Panthers going to be. Thing is, these rosters are going to have 25 percent of the players that they currently have on there, so we have no idea. So you have to go with coach, which brings you back to BA and Sean. Dang it! All right. I'll well, wait. I just I think that three years from now, the Buccaneers could have won another Super Bowl. And Jason Light just said that he thinks well, Tom, but also is 50. Three years from now, Bruce Arians might not be the coach. He's 68. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you'll have. Bruce Arians and Tom Brady three years from now. So if you're going by the coach, I think Sean Payton's definitely going to be there. I think Brinson, you taking the Saints because of Sean Payton seems like the smart move, the prudent move, the move Brinson never makes, but he's making it here. So, you know, he's serious because we'll talk about stock. Uh, I agree with Brinson. I, w- I would buy the Saints, buy high on the Saints, buy low on the Saints to make the money. If you're, if you're buying a team for like a short sell, I don't mind the Falcons because I think the Falcons could be a little bit, I think they're, they're pretty low right now. And people will be, I think people will be surprised at how they play next year. But if you have to hold it for three or four years, if you have to hold that stock for three or four years, I'm not touching the Falcons. Yeah, I have no idea what Arthur Smith's going to do. All right, let's say that any of these teams can be evaluated on a zero to 50 scale. The Bucks are 50, the Saints are 35, right? Everything right now they are. The yeah. Falcons are 20, and the Panthers are 10. Dude, I'm taking I'm taking Carolina all day. Carolina and Atlanta are pretty close for me. I don't think there's that big Carolina difference. could be better than Atlanta next year. That wouldn't surprise me at all. I would have them both at 20. That's just me. Okay. So you'd buy on we're all buying on Carolina. Yeah. There's nothing to lose. I, I like Matt Rule. Joe Brady may be gone in three years. He almost certainly will unless something goes terribly wrong. Sort of like buying Delta during the pandemic. Sure. Like, really, this has got to come back at some point. So yeah, we'll see what happens to Sam Darnold. And also, I like the aggressiveness of David Tepper, the owner. He doesn't see one to be sitting around waiting for bad things to happen. He He's a mover. He wants shape. to win. He's going to do anything it takes. He's going to throw his $15 billion at winning. There's also people who think that David Tepper might still make a move for Deshaun Watson. I can see it. So, yeah, I, I don't... I, I think the Panthers team I'm buying and the team I'm selling, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the Tampa Bay, I think maybe I'm selling Tampa Bay just because they're older. Breach mentioned the, the age of BA. Jason Like did say that Tom Brady could play until he's 50, and I actually believe him, but I don't think Tom Brady would just drag it out there just to be doing it. I mean, the guy's done everything on planet Earth, and the team stinks. I can't imagine hanging around for that. So I'm going to Carolina. I'm buying Tampa. I'm selling. Yeah, I would probably just not. I wouldn't short Tampa because I think you'd end up getting those. And Brady takes that stock even higher. Well, that team was underachievers until last year. Historically yeah. underachievers, except, for, of course, when they won the Super Bowl. There's no reason to think that Tom Brady's going to magically leave this. Hey, look, you're. they didn't even win the division last year either, by the way. But that's just because I think it took them a little while to get acclimated to one another. Then it was, you know, lights out. We might know pretty quickly how good they'll be next year. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about fine-tooth combs. Yes. (laughs) Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. From Alp, 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 oh, Alpine Nip IA, I think that's right. Alpine Enip. The what? GOAT of football pods. Will Ryan, John, Debo, and their various guests and co-hosts cover the NFL with a fine-tooth comb and do it by giving their listeners something to laugh about and leaving a smirk on their listeners' face. Sport, this sports-related podcast is extremely enjoyable to listen to. I want that printed on my gravestone. This sports-related podcast is extremely enjoyable to listen to. People will think there's a podcast buried there. <laughs> it's weird, Brenton. Is. Easy to digest and leaves you feeling like you've been talking to your mates on the couch for the past 60 to 90 minutes. As an international listener from Adelaide, Australia, thank you all. Shout out, Australia. Uh, who, who's your favorite Australian golfer, Breach? My favorite Australian is a crocodile hunter. Mine also. Uh, I'm a big <laughs> Cam Smith fan, but I also love J-Day and uh, Mark Leishman. Aaron Badley, old school. Your hey. move. Is he Australian? 100% he's Australian. Come on, dude. I thoroughly enjoy listening to the podcast on my way to work in the car. I can relate to the host and love the relationship between the super friends. It truly stands out and leaves you feeling part of the team. Keep up the good work, fellas. Question for draft season. Who's the biggest steal of the draft all time? My vote is Roosevelt Brown. Uh, also, question on awards. What are your thoughts on the MVP awards and the fact that the majority of the past winners have been a quarterback? We'd love to see some balance here between positions. What's your opinion on this? So, uh, starting with the, I mean, the biggest steal of all time is Tom Brady, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a no-brainer. I was going to go with Kelly Smith, but okay. <laughs> oh! An unnecessary murder breach there. Just or the, uh, Who's the running back they drafted in 95? That was uncalled for. Kajana Carter? Yeah, Kajana Carter. You're the draft guru. I knew who it was. Boom. Uh, yeah, the, the, they've had some ugly ones. David Klingler, the opposite Ooh. of draft steals. Uh, you know, what's funny is our uh, Australian friend went way deep into the NFL draft to find this one. Roosevelt Brown drafted in the 27th round in 1953 and is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's a great man. Call. That is a deep dive, a deep cut. I had him as a third round pick for what it's worth. <laughs> you are old enough to have. <laughs> I was there. Uh, the MVP stuff is interesting because for the longest time before Brinson, uh, Breach started covering the Super Bowls, Brinson and I were the de facto go to the NFL awards show at the Super Bowl on Saturday night and, and sludged through all the stuff sort of in the heyday uh, or the, the early days of social media where there wasn't a lot of uh, breaking news on, on that front. I never cared for it. Like I, the, the MVP award wasn't a big deal to me. The, the player of the year, none of that stuff really got me going. I don't know if you liked it or not. Princeton, it was fun to go to those things and see the you know the players walk across stage and whatever. But uh, in terms of that guy got hosed, I never had that sort of feeling about who won the MVP and who didn't. I understand why the players would care because it was tied to bonuses and stuff. But for me personally, I was like, yeah, hey, good job, you. Sorry it didn't work out for you. Yeah. Uh, I would just say for the MVP that just because it's become a quarterback award, that all you have to do is make a separate award that quarterbacks can't win. And you don't have to make it because it already exists. The Offensive Player of the Year award. Just make the rule that quarterbacks can't win that because the only way you're going to win the MVP if you're a non-quarterback is if you do something crazy. I think uh, Adrian Peterson was the last one to win it in 2012, and it's because he rushed for 
over 2,000 yards. And then before that, you have to go all the way back to 2006. Uh, and I think, was that LaDainian Tomlinson? Yep. Or Sean right. Alex- yeah. And then the year I before mean, that was Sean Alexander. So back to back years, they, they weren't quarterbacks. And a wide receiver has never won MVP. So it's not even from a position standpoint, it's not fair. I think only one defensive player, one kicker has won it. So who was that? Mark Mosley. Strike short oh, season, yeah. 1982. 82, you got it. That is, I mean, that's straight up bonkers. So I think you just make the offensive player of the year award for offensive players who aren't the quarterback. And I'm trying to think, I'm looking through the list here. One defensive player has won it since 1985. Do you guys know who it is? Lawrence Taylor. See, Breach, you're all in on this MVP stuff. I don't, I could. All about it. Yeah. All right. How many Bengals players have won it? Two. Oh, my God. This is a savagery. Uh, That's a lot. That's more than most teams. You're right. Two. Ken Anderson, who I loved back in the day, and then Boomer Sison won it seven years later. Man. Okay. uh, Last one. We'll get through very quickly because I have to. Hold on. That's that's one more than the Steelers won, Breach. So there you go. Terry Bradshaw. See that, Brenton? Bengals have more MVP players than the Steelers. And just as many Super Bowls, I'm sure. <laughs> oh! All right, mailbag question. Hey, guys, I'm from the UK. Love your show. Having just completed the draft, I was wondering which Mr. Irrelevant has had the most successful career. Thanks, Lee, from Great Britain via Apple Podcasts. Uh, there is only one answer for this. Is it Ryan Suckup? John Breach, take it away. It is Ryan Suckup. It is a kicker taken with the final pick of the 2009 draft. He actually... Not only has he had a fantastic career, just won his first Super Bowl ring as the Buccaneers kicker in 2020, uh, but I think he's only one of only two or three kickers in NFL history who has never missed a postseason kick. So he's been absolutely clutch in the postseason. Uh, Played for the Chiefs for a few years. Then he went to Tennessee. Then he got injured, struggled when he came back from his injury. So the Titans got rid of him uh, and then signed with the Buccaneers in 2020. Had a fantastic year. And now he is, I think, the only Mr. Relevant who has ever played in a Super Bowl where his team won. So he was drafted in 2009. So that's uh, going on year 12. That's pretty impressive. Very impressive. I mean, that's a look, that's a you sort last picks on pro football reference, and you can't find anybody that's really even close to Ryan Suckup in terms of. I mean, uh, Chad Kelly probably is the biggest name in the last five years. Swag Kelly. What's it called? Swag? Swag Kelly. No, that's funny. So, yeah, well done, Mr. Suckup. All right. Good job by Ryan Suckup and good job by you guys. And that's a short Mailbag Monday. We will have plenty of content coming to you. If you want to leave a mailbag question for us that we will answer, do so on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review. Ask your question. Any team, any player, any life question, whatever you want to do, leave it on there. and We will answer it. Of course, we're back tomorrow and later this week with Wind Turtles. For Ryan and John, I will. See you guys later. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves, demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.